evening, go with me to Matthew chapter number 5. Matthew chapter number 5. And uh, I will give it to you quickly as I can tonight. We'll let the young people's group sing, Lord willing, at the end and, and give an invitation. Matthew chapter number 5 tonight. And I appreciate the good spirit of the Lord this evening, the good Wednesday night crowd. And uh, thank you uh, for being in your place, faithful to the house of God. And uh, Matthew chapter number 5 tonight, if you want to stand with me, you've been seated for a little while, unless you was in the choir, and then you've been standing, probably glad to sit down. Uh, but uh, we'll just let all of us stand together tonight for just one verse um, Matthew chapter 5 verse number 8 Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God Let's pray tonight Lord would you help us this evening as we preach the word of God Thank you for it Lord may it go forth in power and unction tonight God pierce our hearts Lord I I pray, God, for more than just teaching, though we want to teach. God, I pray, Lord, that preaching would take place tonight. I pray, God, that the Holy Ghost of God would deliver a word to our hearts that would set us free. God, I pray for young converts, young Christians, and we've got a bunch of folks that's been saved in recent days. I pray, God, that they'd get some truth that would anchor them in a little deeper. And that, God, for folks who've been around a while, they've been saved for a while, and God, I pray, Lord, they'd get a hold of some truth, Lord, that would, uh, Lord, that would uh, bring them closer to you, anchor them in deeper, and uh, God, remind them of what you've done for them, remind them of what they know. Lord, I pray. God, we thank you tonight. Speak to us. Help us. In Christ's name, amen. You can be seated tonight. Uh, blessed are the pure in heart. Uh, I, I preached uh, last Wednesday night, and uh, I was. Uh, uh, we looked at this text. Uh, I was preaching in McCormick, South Carolina, on Thursday and Friday night. Thursday night, I went there and preached uh, the same thought that I gave you Wednesday night uh, on 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 blessed are the pure in heart. Uh, I, I presented that to you, uh, of course, with the same outline that we have the paradox, the progression. Of course, we didn't really get into the progression side of it. We probably will tonight. And then the promise. Uh, but, I, but really, I, I presented that to you in the, uh, the positional truth of pure in heart. Uh, and what I mean by positional, and I want you to hear me tonight, and I want you to hear me well. When God saved you, uh, He gave you a new heart. And I'm not talking about the organ in your chest that pumps blood through your body. That's the same old heart you always had unless you had open heart surgery and had that one pulled out and another one put in. That's the same heart you were born with. Uh, what, what, what I mean is the heart is the inner man. The heart is the inner you. The heart is what Jeremiah said is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked and that you don't even know its depths, but what you do know is it's deceitful, it's desperately wicked, it is sinful, and the moment you got saved, whether you were 5 or 7 or 12 or 15 or 30 or 50 or 60, 
whatever the age was, God took your wretched heart and He gave you a new heart. And that's why tonight I am pure in heart because Jesus did a work on the cross of Calvary that I could not do and He gave me a pure heart. And uh, because of that, I'm going to see God one day. I'll see Him in the rapture. Uh, I'll see him uh, in his return. I'll see him in eternity. I'll see him in the millennial reign. I'm going to see God because I have a new heart. I have seen God and I do see God by faith, but one day I'll see him with my eyes, glorified eyes that are prepared to look upon him Uh, I will see him because I have a new heart. That is the positional truth of every child of God. That's why you don't have to get saved again. That's why you don't have to get saved tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day because God has fitted my heart for God. God has prepared my heart for God. God has changed my heart for God and I am pure in heart because of Calvary. That's a good truth tonight, ain't it? I mean, that's shouting ground tonight. That I am, I am, I mean, any moment, I am ready to go. Any moment, death could call me out of here. I made a joke a little bit ago. Uh, It's good to be seen and not viewed. And I meant it, but it's a joke, but I meant it. I'm glad you can see me tonight, and I'm still here with you, and I'm glad you're not viewing me tonight. But I'm ready to be viewed. I'm ready to go because I have a new heart. And any moment... Death could call me out of here and I'm ready to go and see God. But not only that, any moment the trumpet could sound and the Lord could descend and call me out of here and I am ready to go and that is not something I'm working towards. It is not something I'm figuring out. It's something you're going to like this because you already know it. Calvary took care of all of it and I'm in him and he's in me and positionally speaking, I have a pure heart. Wonderful truth. And it's a truth that'll set you free. It's a truth that'll make you shout till Jesus comes back. It's a truth that'll keep you in the will of God. There's nothing I can do to get me out of his family. I may get out of fellowship, but I can't get out of the family. God put me in his family. Uh, always you can get in one. You can get in a family by adoption, and we've received the adoption of the Father. You can get in a family by birth, and we've received the new birth. You can get in a family by marriage, uh, and uh, we are on our way to the marriage supper of the Lamb. God wanted me and his family so bad and you and his family. He put us in his family all ways you can get in one. I have a new heart and if you've been born again, you do because of Calvary. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And that's the truth that's played out by faith right now and it's going to play out in sight one day. But tonight I want to look at this same text in the practical side of it. Won't take a long time to preach it to you tonight, at least I don't plan on it. And I'm not going to make any promises because y'all are tired of my promises, I'm sure. Uh, Empty promises, uh, vain promises. And so I'll just let you know that my goal tonight is to preach it as quick as possible. But it's not a promise, okay? It's just a goal I have. I'm not a good goal setter, and I'm real not a good, really not a good goal meter. 
Uh, I, I'm not a goal-oriented person. I just, just, just wing it, you know. Uh, I set goals and get tired of them and just give up on them, and so I just, just winging my way through life. Uh, and that's kind of the way I treat the pulpit tonight. I'm just, we'll just be done when we get there, and we're not sure how long it's going to take and where we're going to get there. We're just driving around tonight. I'm like an old man just driving around on Sunday. Ain't got nowhere to go. We're just glad to be here. And uh, <laughs> we're, just, we're just riding around tonight. We'll get where we're going when we get there, and we'll know we're there because we'll decide to stop and take pictures or something. I don't know. Uh, but what I do want you to know is the practical side. Uh, I have a pure heart, positionally, the moment Jesus saved me. But this is a, a, a word of instruction, and God wants something in your life, as all of these. All of these are positional truths for the child of God, but all of these are practical truths that are working out in my life, that God is working in my life. And the more that I yield to the Spirit of God in my life, the more these things become evident in my life. All right, God gave you a pure heart when He saved you. God wants you to live, and God wants you to, your heart to be purified in your living. Be ye holy. Here's your Bible verse. Be ye holy as I am holy. Now that's a commandment. God told you to be holy like him. I thought I was. I am positionally. I'm as holy tonight as I'm ever going to be because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful tonight? If not, there ain't no way I'm going to heaven because I couldn't ever earn enough holiness to get me in. Jesus has made me holy. Here's the old song said, when he sees me, he sees the blood. And when, he, when God sees me, he said, boy, that old Josh is still a mess. You know, I saved him and he's still messed up. He's still a mess. He's, he's, he's low down and rotten most of the time and his, and, and his old flesh is just no count, no good. And that's my practical side. And boy, he's got a long ways to go to be like me. But I'm going to make him in my image. I'm going to make him like me and I'm working on him and I ain't going to give up on him. And we love singing that song, he never gave up on me. He never gave up on me. But, but I'll tell you what, when God looks at me, he sees me in Christ and he says, Boy, Josh is sure is good. I mean, he's just as holy as my son. He's just as pure as my son. He's just as saved and just as wonderful as he's ever going to be. That's the only way we're getting into heaven tonight is we're getting in through the blood of Jesus Christ. And my position is that I am holy. My position is that I am pure. But my practical daily life, I need to live more holy and I need God to work in my life that my heart becomes more pure. That's not hard to understand or explain. You see the practical side of that on the one hand and the pure side of that on the other hand. Uh, I am justified I am saved, it is finished, I am clean. But then God tells us to clean your hearts. Well, if my heart's clean, why do I got to clean it? Because when he sees me, he sees me in Christ with a clean heart. But I'm living down here in this old world, and if I'm going to live for God and please God, I'm going to have to purify my heart. Simple as that. 
I'm going to heaven. I can leave out of here tonight, and uh, I'm 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 saved, and I'm and I'm I'm clean, and I'm right before God. And if the trumpet sounds or death takes me out, I'll be in the presence of God. But if I leave out of here tonight, I can get in the awfulest mess you ever seen in your life, apart from the will of God. And I need to keep my heart on the altar. I need to keep my mind in the Word of God, and I need to yield to the Spirit of God in my life, or I'll mess this whole thing up between here and heaven. Blessed are the pure in heart. That's something Jesus did. Blessed are the pure in heart. That's something Jesus wants to do in your life. It is a practical truth that is playing out. Now, it's hard to see the progression of that as you look at the as you look at it positionally. But you can see the progression of that as you look at it practically. You read our text tonight, all the, all the verses, you can see it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, and there's a progression to that. You get in, you come to God, Lord, I, I can't even do anything right. And it's followed up by blessed are they that mourn. It'll put you in tears when you find out you really ain't no good at any of this. You'll go to mourning over your sin. Boy, I've made a mess. Blessed are the meek. That's the man or the woman who said, God, I, because I... I, I can't do any of this, and because I've made a mess, I'm so upset about what my life has done to you, Lord. And God, I tell you what, I, I, I got this old flesh, and it's real strong, but I'm going to submit it to you. That's what meekness is. It is not weakness. It is submission to the will of God. God, I'm just going to let you run it from now on. God, I'm going to let you lead it from now on. Anybody in here... Anybody in here tonight remember when you came to God and said, God, I can't do it, I can't do it. And, and there was a repentance that swelled up in your heart and you began to mourn over your I mean, it bothered you and still does. And, and, and so you said, Lord, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna believe you. i tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yield my life. I, I can't get over this drugs. I can't get over this drinking. I can't get over this running around. I can't get over this sinful nature. But God, what I'm gonna do is whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do and I'm going to believe you all the way to heaven that's a good place to be tonight I just believe God going to believe you all the way to heaven your Bible said you love me I'm going to believe it your Bible said you saved me I'm going to believe it your Bible said you're coming back to get me and I don't know when or how or why but I'm going to believe what you said submitted to the will of God meekness you read on with me. Here's the progression. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. When you ever submit your will to God and you say, God, uh, I can't and I give it to you uh, and whatever you want, uh, he'll come by and it'll do something in your spirit. It'll do something in your soul. You'll want more of him. Lord, I gotta have you every minute. Lord, I, I realize my old flesh is wicked uh, and I want your spirit. I want your word. I want you in my life. I want a fellowship with you. I don't want what gets me out of fellowship with you in my life. And you begin hungering and thirsting after righteousness. That'll make you come back on Wednesday night. You say, why, why do y'all go to church on Wednesday night? I'll tell you why, because we're hungry. Why, why'd you come back on Sunday night? I don't know, I was just a little hungry. <laughs> I don't know, why'd you go to the refrigerator on Sunday night? Because you're hungry. Well, you ate lunch, I know, but I wanted to again. 
Well, you read your Bible this morning. I know I'm planning on reading it again tonight. Why? Because I'm hungry and thirsty. And I didn't do that. God put that work in my heart when he saved me, but it's playing out practically. See that? Now read on, looking at the progression. Blessed are the merciful. You get full of God. You, you, you out there, you out there filling up on, on, I'm trying to think of who's popular now. I don't even know who's popular. I know it ain't Britney Spears no more. I, I was stuck in the early 2000s for a long time. I, I've at least come to the point where I know it ain't her. You filled up on all that and filled up on everything you see and you hear and you and you filled up on your gossip and you filled up on your bitterness and you filled up on your anger and you filled up on all your sin and, and it's gonna be hard for you to be very merciful to anybody because you ain't living in any mercy. Well you are living in mercy, you're just not recognizing it, you're full of all that. But you get full filled up with the goodness of God, you'll learn more about Him. You'll learn more about His grace. You'll learn more about His kindness. You'll learn more about His peace. You'll learn more about His contentment. You'll learn more about Him. And boy, it'll make you want to show that to somebody else. It'll put mer- And when you run in and realize, God, look what all you've done for me. Lord, I, I was reading my Bible this morning and found out you did this for me. And you'll rejoice all day long uh, in what God, and then you'll have to remember, and I didn't deserve any of Well, why did I end up in all of this I don't know it's just the mercy of God God that progression all these things are progressive practically they're working in your life mercy you'll start showing mercy then then we come to this blessed are the pure in heart I'm talking to you tonight practically that is where God now understand again, this is all positional. Now understand again, all of these things working together in your life. It's like the fruit of the Spirit. You didn't get one and maybe going to get another one two or three years from now. When God saved you and He put His Spirit living in you, you got all of the fruit of the Spirit. You're just going to have to let God work all that out in your life. And when God saved you, you got all these beatitudes. They're all in you. They're all, all a part of you. They're all living within you because God gave you a new heart and He cleansed you and He put His nature in you. And it is not your old nature that's got all of this, but it is that new nature that has all of this. And your great dilemma is you're still living with your old, uh, your old man uh, uh, who is dead. That's all Romans. I ain't got time to get into all of that tonight. But that old man who God had to kill and He saved you, but He's still lingering around and you're fighting and there's about but you got that new nature and that new man has got all of this in him and you can recognize it if you sit down with the Lord and begin to look into your heart blessed are the pure in heart and the progression is is, is that God begins to clean the inside of your life in a practical way uh, the old saying and it's a Bible saying, it's a Bible truth, you reap what you sow. And I've used the illustration many times. You've heard it, you're familiar with it, but we'll use it again tonight for the sake of preaching. Uh, you sow corn seed, and uh, you can expect what to come up? Corn. You sow green beans, and you can just expect if it rains and, and the sun shines and those seeds get to take root that, that what's coming up is not going to be lima beans, but it's going to be it's going to be corn or green beans. 
We moved from corn already. It's okay. Green beans. Not lima peas or lima beans. It's not what you're planting. And practically, blessed are the pure in heart. You've been living your life defiling your heart, defiling your life with what you hear, defiling your life with what you see, defiling your life with what you say, defiling your life with where you go. I'll tell you something, your heart will get awful defiled. Even saved people, hearts get awful defiled. But if you'll let God, if you'll let God fill your life, if you'll hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you'll let this progression of these beatitudes work forth in your life, the Spirit of God working this out in your life, God will change your heart, not just positionally, that's what He did when He saved you, but practically there can be some things pure in your life that were not pure before. God can change that cornfield. How's he going to do that? Well, it's going to have something to do with what you've been planting. If you don't want corn next year, I probably wouldn't plant it all year this year. Huh? Well, I don't know why I'm sick of corn. Well, what have you been planting in that field? Well, corn. (laughs) Well, don't expect pumpkins. Don't expect dandelions. I, I want dandelions in my field, and I want pumpkins in my field, and I want, I, want, I want sweet peas in my field, and I'm sick of all this old corn in my field, and I don't know why not, what, what I want don't ever come up. It's always corn. What have you been planting? Well, corn. Well, okay, you, you, you may be not all there. Maybe, maybe we need to have you checked out. If you can't rationalize, at least be honest with yourself. I know why I've got all this corn because I've been planting nothing but corn. You're mad at God because he won't let pumpkins grow up in your little patch. God didn't plant that seed. Oh, y'all talk back. God didn't plant that seed. Don't get mad at God. He didn't plant. Well, he sent the rain and the sun. Yeah, but you planted that seed in that field. And you're reaping what you've been sowing. Oh, blessed are the pure in heart. God, God could change your field. Oh, I don't know if y'all are hearing me tonight, but I think you are. God, can, is anybody in here, I'm not, I'm not saying brag on yourself, I'm not saying you're some great saint of God, but is anybody able to look back in your life and say, boy, it's good to live with some different stuff in my field. What used to eat up my field ain't fair no more. What used to occupy my ground is different. And what used to fill my heart not the same as what fills my heart now. Here's a verse that'll back that up. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, lowercase spirit, that's talking about your spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I thought Jesus cleansed me, preacher, he did, and then he tells you to cleanse yourself. See, Jesus cleansed you on the inside, cleansed your heart, and then he tells you to go get a bath. He made you clean, but he wants you to live clean and go get you a bath. Well, where do I get a bath? In the Word of God, in the house of God, in your prayer life, yielding to the will of God. 
Here's another verse, Psalm 139, verse 23. The psalmist David, David was a man after God's own heart. David was a justified man. David was a righteous man. David was a godly man. But look what David prayed to God. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. What was David praying God, I know you made me yours. God, I know I am yours. God, I know I'm, rede- I'm redeemed and righteous because of you. Faith has saved me. But God, I still have heart trouble. And I want you to search me and know me and try me. What is he wanting God to do? I want you to purify my heart. Out of the heart come the issues of life in your life and out of the heart flows all of life's issues and what I'm trying to tell you tonight is positionally speaking your heart is clean but practically God wants your heart to be pure and the way that happens is there's some stuff going to have to change in your life. I'm nearly done preaching tonight but I want you to see this. There's two or three things that you can see it working in and and changing a pure heart it it involves a changed mind and really the mind in the word of God the mind and the heart let this heart or let this mind be in you God said let this be on the inside of you again it's not this organ pumping in my chest it is my inner being. It is who Josh Williams is. Let this mind be in you. Let this heart. And, 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 and when, when your heart becomes pure, when God purifies your heart, when, and, and, and again, talking in a practical sense of sanctification and becoming more like Christ and letting God, is anybody understanding or, or, or everybody understanding where I'm coming from, what I'm saying tonight? As God is cleansing your heart, it will change your mind. Your whole way of thinking will change. I tell you, salvation will change your mind. You can try to rationalize and reason and everything else, figure it out and try to explain it away and try to understand it all and you'll spend your whole life and you won't get any ground. It's like running on a treadmill. You won't understand any bit of it. You won't be able to explain any bit of it. You won't be able to uh, comprehend any bit of it. But the moment God saves you, it gives you a pure heart and it's like your whole mind just changed. Oh, I understand now. I understand joy. They was trying to explain it to me, but I just wasn't getting it. I understand, I understand what all this singing's about. I didn't understand it, but I just got it now. And, and I'm going to get some more of it, but I got it. I, I understand what praising God's about. I think I'm going to lead the, I think I'm gonna lead the, uh, uh, the group in praising God next time we go to church. You don't have to. It, just, it, it changes your mind. And practically, it does the same thing. You're saved, and one man said this, along with great devils comes great doubt. The reason why a whole lot of saved folks, you can't ever hardly talk them into believing it, is because they live their life in doubt because they live their life with devils. You've been hanging out with devils all week long. It's going to be hard for you to come to church on Wednesday night and praise God that you're saved. And them devils may not look like what all everybody wants us to think the devils looks like. Maybe some bitterness in your life. Maybe some 
unconfessed sin in your life. Maybe some, maybe some secret stuff nobody knows about in your life. May not be those things where we can all put our finger on and say, well, I'll tell you what his problem is. He's this or this or this. Or I'll tell you what her problem is. This. It may be some stuff you couldn't put your finger on. You've been hanging out with devils all week long and they want to come in church and, 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 and the reason why you can't, you can't enjoy none of this is because your heart's done got defiled. And I ain't talking about losing your salvation. I'm talking about going to heaven, people. They got their heart. Ain't that, what, ain't that what the Lord said in Revelation to the church at Ephesus? He said, uh, I got one thing against you. You've left your first love. He said, something happened to y'all's heart. And it turned for me, and, and, and he called them a church. I guess that means they're a church. He called them a church at Ephesus. I guess that means they're the church. And if you're part of his church, you're part of his body, you're part of his bride, you're going to his heaven, you're his and you're his for eternity. But it is possible for some folks in his church for their heart to turn and get cold and fall in love with other stuff. It's going to be hard for you to live in the blessedness of purity when your heart is contaminated and you're running around with devils. Huh? And you know you're saved and you're glad you're saved and you want to live for God, but you eat up with, 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 with defilement in your heart and in your life. And what you need is for, to, let, to yield your will to God's will, to say yes to God, submit yourself to whatever He says. And as you begin hungering and thirsting after His righteousness and mercy floods your soul, I tell you, there'll be some purity. That's the practical side. That's why sometimes you see kids and they get saved and some of them grow up and stay with God. Boy, isn't it always a blessing when one of them comes up and they come through their teen years and they could have got squirrely and went sideways and maybe they did get a little cold in their heart. I don't know. But they stayed with mom and dad and they stayed with the church and they stayed with the preacher and they stayed with the Bible and they stayed with the authority in their life. And not all of them do that. But thank God for them when they do. But you also see the other hand. Sometimes they don't stay with mom and dad. Sometimes they don't stay with the church. Oftentimes they don't stay with the Bible. They don't stay with the thing of God and they run off with some boy or some girl and they get into a big old mess and they run off with some friends and they live it all up and we and we sit back and we say boy I, I don't even know if they're saved and sometimes maybe they're not but sometimes maybe they are but their heart gets colder and colder and colder and colder and one day they walk in the door and their heart's so heavy and they know boy there's something missing in my life and I know where it is and they come to church and boy aren't you glad when they come back hallelujah I'm glad that prodigal still gets they come back they come down to the altar and they say God I've been wrong and people will open their arms and they'll love them and they'll help them but that don't fix five years of living I mean it's a good I, I shouldn't say it like that Jesus can cleanse you of all your sin Jesus can wash you of all your sin and you can get up and be right with God but that don't change your cornfield but they made their mind up 
There's something over here where God's at that I wasn't finding out there. And if it takes five years to change my field, I'm willing. I spent five years making this field. If it takes five years to get it fixed, I'm willing, God, to take as long as you want to get it right. I'm willing to give it all to you. And if it takes ten years to get it all fixed, I'd rather spend ten years trying to fix it than ten years without you. You watch them. A little while, they'll get back in the choir. A little while, they'll, you won't have to beg them to come to the altar. A little while, they'll show up at work day. A little while, you can always tell them they'll start tithing. They can't afford to because they're broke, because sin will leave you broke. But they'll start tithing on purpose. I don't even know how I'm going to afford this, but I've been untold God, yes. They'll start tithing. They'll start giving in special offerings. And they'll, and, and, and they'll start going on visitation. And they'll start going down to the jail and preaching. They'll start going to the nursing home. And before long, every time you turn around, there they are. And they're, a, 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 they're a, an essential part of the church. You know why? Because God took a heart that was saved but defiled by sin. And they said yes to the will of God. And God began to bring purity into their heart. Their mind has been changed. Let this mind be in you, Philippians 2, verse 5, which was also in Christ Jesus. He said, you have the mind of Christ. God, change your mind. Titus 1, verse 15, under the pure, all things are pure. But under them that are defiled and unbelieving, and is nothing pure. Even their mind and conscience is I'll read that to you again. That's Titus verse one, verse chapter one, verse fifteen. Unto the pure, all things are pure. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? How when you your heart's been defiled, you view everything through the eyes of defilement. You think everybody's a liar. You think everybody's unfaithful. You think everybody's a drug addict. You think everybody's a drunk. You think everybody, and maybe not to that extent, but you think everybody's, you think everybody thinks that that filthiness is funny. Huh? You think everybody's mind is in the gutter. There's a lot of folks who's got theirs there. There's a lot of folks been walking with the Lord for a little while, and they're not better than anybody. They're just sinners saved by grace. But they've been living out of the gutter so long, they just, that gutter talk just ain't for them. That prodigal understood slopping hogs. He knew what that language was about, slopping hogs. But he got back home and lived there long. I guarantee he forgot what slopping hogs, not completely, but that just wasn't the way they talked no more over there with daddy. See, the pure, all things are pure. There's a lot of defilement mind the only thing that will cleanse it is the word of God you need a whole great big old dose of it all the time let God begin cleansing your mind you say preacher I got images in my mind I got songs in my mind I got words in my mind I'll tell you something I'll tell you something Honest tonight, probably too honest for most. 
I never get done preaching. I disappoint myself. i tell you something tonight about myself. I love country music. I probably know more about it than most of y'all do. Probably know more about it than I want to. I love it from my childhood. 60s versions of it. They're all right. It gets better in the 70s. It gets even better in the 80s. 80s went off there for a little bit, but the 90s, boy, it's hard to beat the 90s anything, really. It was just a good era, good decade. I feel sorry for y'all, these new generations of kids. They just don't have nothing worth anything. But the 90s, man, we had stuff. I mean, it was good. Wish y'all could have lived there, but not everybody can be as good as us. I love it. But I tell you what, I can hear I can hear one song and I'll be singing country music for the next two weeks. That one I don't know why it is, but that one song just gets up there and I just I'll be singing about stuff I don't even know what it means. I, I, I hear one song and I'll go to bed at night and I'll wake up in the morning and it'll be the first thought I have. Lord, I don't want to sing about this this morning. Well, you shouldn't have been listening to it last night. That's what the Lord always tells me. I don't, I'm not even saying I have a problem with it. I, that's something I just can take it or leave it. I, I, I don't wrestle with it. I have a problem with it. I'm just talking honest to y'all and whoever else is going to hear this on the Internet. I have no idea who I'm talking honest to, really. This ain't ever helped me none. It really hadn't. I mean, I'm not even telling you, you know, kick everything, everything is ungodly. I'm not telling you all that. I'm just telling you not, not everything's helping you. I'm not of the sorts that's going to label everything as sin. And people say, well, if it don't glorify God, it's sin. Well, there's a lot of stuff that we do that don't glorify God. You might want, you might want to think before you go heading down that road. Well, if it don't glorify God, then you ought not have nothing to do with it. Well, that three cheeseburgers you ate yesterday didn't glorify him either. Huh? And uh, that three hours of watching the news. Well, ain't nothing wrong with the news. Got to stay informed. Oh, I, don't, I don't think that was glorifying to the Lord. And I don't, I'm not saying it's sin. Just don't bring some goofy argument to the table. I'm not saying everything you hear is sin. What I am telling you tonight is if your heart's giving you trouble, you, you better let God tell you what to put in it. And if you go to changing what you put in it, you might find out it. God will change what's coming out of it. Huh? I mean, I can sit down and watch TV. I like watch TV. Nobody gets mad at it when you say they say. You say, I like country music. They say, well, he's probably in a Christian. You say, well, I like watching TV. Well, yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah I like that. Oh, that's, I mean, uh, let's be honest. All them songs, that's all about, you know, this and that and the other. What do you think all them commercials are about? With your pious, self-righteous stones you like to throw. Why don't you take a look in the mirror for just a split second?
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not endorsing anything. I just think you all think before you speak. You ain't as holy. Y'all done got me mad now. You ain't as holy. Well, we we fast forward. I know, fast forward so you can get back to that ungodly show you was watching. We fast forward the commercial. I know, because you're in a hurry to get back to that filth. You're going to condemn somebody else for doing something that you don't do and not ever even look at the stuff you're doing. It's just as bad or worse. Oh, I've done, I'm done preaching tonight. I, I know. Y'all are helping me. Y'all ain't fighting me. I just, we just got in the middle of it now. Just got in the middle of it. Didn't even mean to. Just jumped off the deep end. See, y'all messed me up. I was just going along real good, and then y'all want to talk about personal stuff. <laughs> I don't know about you tonight, but my old heart, it's as clean tonight in the eyes of God because he sees the blood. But every time I look at it, I just see stuff in there I just ain't pleased with. And I want it to please the Lord. And I, I, I don't want everything to be unpure. And I don't want everything to be defiled. And I don't want everything in my life to look like a bunch of devils made it. And the only thing I've ever been able to figure out is through the Word of God. And if I spend time in His Word and time in prayer and yield myself to Him, He knows how to fix my heart. He can fix what comes out. The more he does, the more mercy he gives me, the more grace he gives me, the more patience he gives me, the more faith he gives me. And all of these things are in there, but they flow out. The people I live with are the beneficiaries of it. The people I go to church with are the beneficiaries of it. And the people I preach to are the beneficiaries of it. Because it is flowing from something. It is flowing out of something that God is still working on. And I'd hate to see what it would look like. And I'm talking about the saved heart of me. Left to my own will. I've seen it. But it was a short time. Where I would be at 37, unsurrendered to God, not trying at all to please Him, not trying at all to serve Him, trying my best to serve me only. Oh, it's scary. Think where I'd be tonight. Blessed are the pure in heart. And I'm done preaching, not at all trying to say that mine is pure practically. It ought to be. But whatever purity is there, it's because the God of all glory worked it in me and through me. And that's what he's wanting to do with you and us Christians. We'll have to finish this another time. Y'all hindered me.